When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. The National Civil Rights Museum is among the top 5% of institutions to be accredited by the American Alliance of Museums and is a founding member of the International Coalition of Sites of Conscious. It has been featured on the History Channel and CNN, USA Today, and as the focus for the Academy Award-nominated documentary, The Witness, from the balcony of Room 306. The museum brings together historic sites, museums, and memory initiatives from all around the globe that connect past struggles to today's movements for human rights and social justice. The National Civil Rights Museum will be presenting King Day, an all-day celebration on Monday, January 15, 2024, with free admission to the museum from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Here with us to discuss the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and to share more about the National Civil Rights Museum and how the museum will be honoring Dr. King's birthday this year, we have the president of the National Civil Rights Museum, Dr. Russ Wigington. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Dr. Wigginton, welcome back to the show, man. It's it's been a been a been a long year, uh, an eventful year, but uh, it's always good to have you on, man. How you been? I'm great. It's a pleasure to be back with you, and uh, we know when we turn the corner into the new year, mm-hmm. Dr. King's birthday is right around the corner, so we're Absolutely. ready to celebrate. Absolutely. We're getting in gear around here, too. So, um, you know what? Uh, You've done this before uh, on the show, so I'm sure a lot of our uh, listeners are already familiar. But just in brief, anything that we might have left out, um, you know, tell tell the folks a bit about your background, where you grew up, where you went to school, that sort of stuff, just so that we have a bit of rapport for our newer listeners. Absolutely. So I uh, my early years were spent in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Mm -hmm. My my parents. are of the age that they were contemporaries with uh, one Cassius Clay, otherwise known as Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. uh, going to school and graduating high school together. So I grew up in a uh, in a in a city and in an environment that, uh, unbeknownst to me as a, as as a young person, that the spirit of civil rights was very much uh, in my in my blood. 
my father uh, was a, a student of Howard University from 1960 uh, mm -hmm. to 64, and uh, a contemporary with Stokely Carmichael there. And my mom nice. was part of desegregating lunch counters uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. So uh, I guess it was already it was there, and I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. um, had the had the good fortune of of moving a bit growing up. My dad's job had us living in different parts of the country. And uh, I went to high school in Nashville, uh, Tennessee, went to college in Memphis at a small private liberal arts college by the name of Rhodes College, went to graduate school at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, where I did my uh, doctorate work, returned to Memphis to teach and later be an administrator at Rhodes College, my alma mater. So I was there for almost 25 years. Went to work for a couple of years at a state uh, advocacy and policy organization for higher education. And then in August of 2021, was named to the president position here at the National Civil Rights Museum. Yeah, yeah. So, um, as you mentioned, this was uh, August of 2021. When we last spoke, this was still a very new um, position that you had taken on. So talk to us about some of the uh, the things that have gone on in the past year since, you know, we've, we've last spoken and, and how you settled into that role. Sure. It has, uh, you know, it's never what I like to say is never a dull day at the National Civil Rights Museum. Uh, <laughs> and so there's plenty, plenty going on in all the ways all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been uh, it's been a blur in so many ways. Uh, we've had a very exciting year. We um, this past summer, we broke ground on a significant renovation. We are yeah, renovating this, the, yeah. the park, mm -hmm. uh, our uh, Founders Park, mm -hmm. which will be a dramatic renovation and transformation. And then we're renovating the boarding house or the legacy building, as we call it, mm -hmm. which is where the alleged shot. Uh, was fired that 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 killed Dr. King and very excited about that that project because the goal of that building is to help answer the question what happened to the movement after Dr. King died mm -hmm. and so we now have will have space dedicated to talking about 1968 forward and all of the aspects of the movement that continued and were birthed, if you will, out of the traditional civil rights movement with a particular emphasis on uh, bringing forward important civil rights moments, if you will, so that young people can grasp onto that and feel a connection to the traditional civil rights movement. You know, we're about a decade away from not having uh, very many people still with us who have really vivid memories of uh, what they were doing, perhaps as young adults, when Dr. King was killed. And so the ability to keep those stories and that narrative alive and vibrant and, and, and to minimalize revisionism creeping in. Sure. It's incumbent upon us to do this work now. So we're very excited about that project. The park will open uh, next summer or this summer, of summer of 2024, uh, and the building will open in uh, 2025. So excited yeah. about those those initiatives that we have underway. Now, now, um, 
before we get too far away from it, just again, for newer listeners to the show, maybe they didn't caught, they didn't catch uh, last year's conversation or for folks that have not been to the National Civil Rights Museum. Let's talk about the Lorraine Motel relative to the boarding house and, and the other uh, expansion that, that's taking place right now. Absolutely. So what is the historical significance of the location of the National Civil Rights Museum? Absolutely. The National Civil Rights Museum is is located at the historic Lorraine Motel. Mm-hmm. The Lorraine, Lorraine Motel is uh, that that famous scene where people um, that people are aware of, of uh, the balcony uh, of the motel uh, mm-hmm. with people pointing back up at the legacy or the boarding house mm-hmm. and that is where the museum is located. And um, and so that important space, uh, when you look in the in the context of museums is, you know, not many museums are housed in places, certainly connected to civil and human rights, where mm-hmm. an event actually happened, especially yeah. one that changed the changed world history. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so it's important for people to realize that it wasn't a sort of an automatic um appropriate, if you will, utilization of that motel. The mil- the Moselle- motel fell into disrepair for uh, the next 20 years. Uh, it, 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 was, it was a place of uh, alleged ill repute and, and, and very much invisible and forgotten about, literally and figuratively um, yeah. for many people. And, and through the efforts of uh, some African-American businessmen and, and leaders, the 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 establishment of the museum of, of the museum uh, uh, happened and and we opened our doors in uh, 1993 mm-hmm. um, or not excuse me 1991 uh, as the National Civil Rights Museum. Few would have predicted that 33 years later uh, we would have approximately 300,000 visitors a year. Mm-hmm. About 15% of those visitors come from outside of the U.S. That yeah. we would have um, the the type of um, diversity of all in all ways of people who come to this place. It's a bucket list destination mm-hmm. to both pay homage to Dr. King, but also to learn a a rich and compelling. Uh, and and in some cases, you know, uh, sad yet inspiring story of civil and human rights in our country. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, I remember um, learning about the National Civil Rights Museum is the balcony where uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Um, there's like a wreath hanging there. And so it is about, like I could see how a building like that could fall into disrepair and 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 people would want to distance themselves from such a traumatic historical event the day we lost Dr. King. But um, to know that the people who decided, you know what, this could be something that honors not just what Dr. King stood for, but the direction in which he was moving. And it doesn't have to be uh, grim and it doesn't have to be uh, 
the word I'm looking for and just kind of like a like a stomach turning sort of a violent reliving retelling of of Dr. King's story. Uh, rather, it can be sort of a celebration and a way to honor uh, his sacrifice and the sacrifice of a lot of the people that supported him during that movement, because Dr. King was not the only casualty, uh, nor was, uh, you know, there were other people that suffered under, you know, that, that the, you know, the civil rights movement, you know, trying to move the agenda forward and, and people were beaten and chased and hosed down and dogs and jailed and on and on and on. Right. So again, a, a tastefully executed, uh, museum. This is, as you mentioned, bucket list. You know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to visit the, um, the, uh, museum in DC, uh, the national museum, uh, sorry, is the national museum or for, sorry, the national, what is it? The national museum for African-American history and culture. That's it. I always get tongue tied there, but, um, I have not yet had the chance to visit, um, the Lorraine motel, the national uh, civil rights museum. And, it's something that I'm still very much looking forward to. In fact, I, I remember last time you and I spoke about uh, a lot of these things, uh, the bus that's there. And, and again, the, the ground that you were breaking um, on these, uh, these new expansions for the museum. And it's just a very exciting thing um, to know that it exists, but also, um, as I mentioned, it's something that I think you nailed it right on the head. It's definitely bucket list just to kind of know, um, especially with all the recent attacks on, we'll call it our history, um, but it's, it's kind of been rebranded as CRT um, from, you know, deeply conservative facet of this country. It's, it's more important now than ever to learn our history. And I wanted to kind of follow up with that. What's the latest with that or what newer initiatives have you undertaken if that has kind of run its course? Oh, no, it de definitely has not run its course. We we okay, have uh, a tremendous uh, I mean, we are first and foremost an educational institution. So we we mm -hmm. pour a lot of our resources into the teaching and learning uh, opportunities, both for educators and for students. And and uh, this year at our uh, annual Freedom Award Gala, where we lift up and honor individuals uh, for their civil and human rights contributions this year, we honored uh, the 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 noteworthy scholar Claiborne Carson, who was the editor of the King Pepper Papers and a professor at Stanford for uh, about forty years, we also honored Stacey Abrams for her work in in voting uh, over the, the 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 many years in which she dedicated uh, her time and skills and and, and efforts to uh, eliminating voting suppression, and then we honored uh, Carrie Kennedy the daughter of Robert Kennedy. At that event, uh, we announced a partnership with uh, Memphis City Schools uh, in which every fifth, eighth, and 11th grader in the district uh, will uh, have an experience here at the museum. Certainly many other students uh, in the district do that. And students from all over, the, all over the region and all over the country, frankly, make trips here. Um, so our commitment to uh, teaching and learning workshops is is relentless. Uh, you may recall that we have the Ruby Bridges Reading Festival every year. Mm -hmm. uh, when you think about somebody who desegregated schools in Louisiana, who is still with us, who literally shows up here mm -hmm. and signs books That's about fantastic. Uh, civil and human rights for right. children and their families. 
Uh, we give out about 3,000 books every every Ruby Bridges Reading Festival day, uh, free of charge uh, to young people and their families. So uh, this work is is relentless for us, um, and and we're committed to being the the destination for people of all perspectives. One of the things that that stands out here that that we have gotten used to, but it's but it's actually not normal, is that I mentioned diversity of our visitors. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean perspective as well. I mean, every day we have people who show up here who uh, I would say um, some are more reluctant than you might think, right? They're not necessarily... They're not necessarily convinced that this is going to be an experience that they're going to enjoy and appreciate. Mm. Um, we get people who come here who who might see the world through uh, a different set of lenses. But mm. there's something about the spirit of Dr. King. There's something about his commitment to nonviolence. There's something about his principled approach to life that brings them here. And we hear every single day. This was different than I thought, right? And you kind of touched on it. There's there's a combination of a a full range of emotions that you can feel. Mm -hmm. And we do it in a way that allows people to sort of enter an experience based on wherever they are, right? Based on their knowledge, their, their age, their perspective, and there aren't a lot of places that can do that uh, effectively. Mm-hmm. I get asked all the time, what do I want people to get from their visit to the museum? And it's it's very simple. I want their head and their heart to be touched. I want them to learn about something they didn't know about. And I want them to feel something. A, a range of emotions is very possible here. Sure. Because I believe when you when you feel it and you've sort of learned it or been made aware of, of it, your your ability to um, come back to it and, and, and sort of incorporate it into your life has been enhanced. And as you mentioned, in this particular time where some things are being questioned, we're a facts and data and artifact driven organization. So when we speak to it, we're not speaking to it just from opinion. We're speaking to it from data and information and artifacts uh, that can validate uh, what happened and and the impact of what happened uh, then and perhaps in our culture today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. 
and BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com BIN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. We are here today with the president of the National Civil Rights Museum, Dr. Russ Wigginton, learning about some of Memphis, Tennessee's most historic and important attractions and discussing the life and legacy of Dr. King. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Uh, What is in store for us for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day? Again, Monday, January 15th, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. There's free admission to the museum. What's in store for the, the folks who can attend uh, in person or maybe we'll tap in virtually. Sure. We're always excited when, when King day is actually on Dr. King's birthday. And this year is his 95th birthday. And, uh, it's a, um, it's a remarkable affair. I have to tell you, I mean, obviously King day will be celebrated across, uh, across this country. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we know, the feel here is distinctive and unique. Mm-hmm. On our campus, we anticipate approximately 11,000 people will, will be on our campus uh, on, on that day. Nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they will, they will experience a variety of uh, activities. 
we have uh, we're very youth focused. Uh, we will have uh, educators. We will have uh, people who are in civil and human rights work who will be doing programming specific to children, uh, telling stories, uh, having them do uh, paintings and activities that are connected to what they know and why Dr. King was so important to uh, to the fabric of this country and what he stood for. Uh, we will also be highlighting the importance of uh, voter registration and participating as a citizen. Um, some may think of that as a lost art. We think that still matters. We, we, we are reminded that fundamental to the civil rights movement was the uh, the right of citizenship and the right of uh, and, and the privilege and right of voting. Mm. We will have a blood drive. Uh, we will uh, we recognize the importance of, of health and opportunity for people. And so we will be partnering uh, with a with an organization here by talent on a blood drive. We're blessed and fortunate to have uh, sponsors like FedEx who have made it possible for uh, visitors to, to have a day here free of charge to experience activities all throughout the day. We will have music. I mean, we are in Memphis. Mm -hmm. uh, and so music Memphis. <laughs> in Memphis, Tennessee, you know, you got to have some music and it's got to be good music and it's got to touch your soul uh, and it's got to speak to you. So we will have plenty of that all day. And then if you can imagine all throughout the courtyard via speaker, we will be playing Dr. King, so many of Dr. King's speeches. Right. So for some people, sure. literally being in this space and hearing his voice all throughout the day will serve as a, a moment of inspiration. We hope for for people uh, it will be celebratory um, and, and it will be an opportunity for people to come together across whatever alleged differences they may have in community, volunteers from corporations who come to serve the least of us uh, in our community. It's a special day, yeah. uh, and it's a day that we take great pride in delivering for for, for all people. I, I, I think this is it's fantastic. And, you know, the thing is, um, this, this show uh, is consumed coast to coast and even outside of the country, of course. Um, but I, I, I can't stress it enough. You know, it's, it's to me, at least it, it seems well worth the trip to the 901. And again, I, I, I got no excuse for myself, but, uh, you know, I've been to Memphis before and I loved it. It's a fantastic place to go. And of course the museum is something that I've done the virtual tour. So I will admit that I've done that, but um, it's, it's something that, especially in the line of work that I do, because I, I'm not sure if you recall, I, you know, obviously I, I do this, you know, in media, but I'm also, I do a lot in the way of activist work. And um, the more perspective I have, the more books I read, the more I learn about politics and money and capitalism and socialism, and the more I learn from people like Stokely and, and Dr. King, of course, and then all these great minds and, and these great thinkers, um, the more uh, fortified I am on this journey toward making this country a better place for my children 
and and hopefully for their children when when they arrive. And so, um, I I just think this is fantastic work. Um, I want to kind of circle back just because you mentioned it earlier. Uh, the the Freedom Award is uh, you know that's that's the another annual event. Um, it, is there anything novel or exciting uh, in store for this year uh, for the Freedom Award? Got any nominees yes. that you can you can mention just yet? Well, we we it's the third it's the third Thursday in October every year, and um, uh, we okay. we do we. Uh, we're, we're, we're a little secretive on who might be the recipients for this okay, year at fair. this early date. But what I can <laughs> I had tell to try. you is we, we, we never disappoint. Uh, when okay. you look at the list of Freedom Award recipients, I mean, I've, in our very first Freedom Award in 1991, Rosa Parks and Coretta Scott King were recipients. Nice. And if you sort of track from that time, who has literally come to this event and received their award? It's a second to none list. Nelson yeah, Mandela, yeah, Oprah, yeah. all of these, all of these types of people across the mm -hmm. spectrum. Mm -hmm. John Lewis, et cetera, right? Cicely Tyson. I mean, people who we've recently lost. Mm -hmm. um, Harry Belafonte, Sidney Poitier, they're Freedom Award recipients, right? And mm -hmm. and so what I can tell you is the people who we've extended, uh offers this year uh, will not disappoint it's a tremendous lineup it is a it's a it's a celebration but it's also a call to action sure i mean we we want people to uh be invigorated by the kind of progress we've made in our society but we want to uh avoid complacency and we want to to have people understand uh, in this in this era, as 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 has been stated by by so many, you have to reestablish and regain the principles of freedom for every generation. Mm -hmm. It is not something that that you just sort of uh, take for granted. Yeah, you have to go get it, and you got to go get it on your terms. Every single generation, and so we highlight that at uh, at our annual Freedom Award. Well, you should come. That. You should come. I got a seat for you. Okay, that's that's what I want to hear. All right, because you know to be in a room with those powerful, inspiring people, um, it, it's it's really meaningful and really encouraging. You know, I know that a lot of folks are, you know, walking their paths, and this is something that they they do when they're, they're moved to do it. But, you know, to, to be fair, people got to go to work. They got to get the kids from school. They got to, you know, uh, you know, book a hotel. They got to catch an Uber, whatever it is that their life has. And then there's people like, like us who live in this space where every day we wake up to the time we go to sleep, it's like activism. It's, it's honoring these legacies and making sure that the narrative is, is accurately chronicled or otherwise not co-opted. It's making sure that, you know, people understand, you know, different optics of conversations that they haven't had. They're exposed to truths that they never knew. And, you know, to be able to be in a space where there are these people who have done so much in that space is very encouraging. So I, I very much appreciate that. Um, and 
I, I, I know that there's a lot of other people who are going to feel the same way. So let's do this before we let you go. Um, go ahead and plug the, uh, the website and, and any other connective tissue that people might need to get in touch with you, with the museum, stay in touch, follow, you know, uh, book, book a trip, you know, uh, whatever it is that, that you have for our listeners, social media website, all of it. Absolutely. You can find us at civilrightsmuseum.org, uh, civilrightsmuseum.org. And, uh, we, we have, uh, all the, uh, all the all the other channels in which you want to find us are are available. Um, the overwhelming majority of our programming can be experienced virtually. Um, and, and so we encourage people to do that. We encourage people to to listen in and tune in and participate in our book talks and our conversations. We're always we, while we are a museum, we're always dealing with issues of, in the present. I mean, we are. Uh, closing out in in uh, March, uh, a four part series that came out of the killing of Tyree Nichols a year ago mm. uh, here in mm. Memphis. That uh, that we had a four part series, and we had national speakers who who were at the museum leading conversations around police brutality, criminal justice, uh, the importance of of community collaboration uh, and coming together and all of these dimensions, right, that that touch on our lives, that get brought to the fore on occasion. And and, you know, when Tyree Nichols was killed, there was an outcry, uh, certainly in Memphis and, and throughout the country. But but what happens is people go on to they go on with their lives, as you described in the next mm -hmm. thing. Our job is to stay in the fight. And in the game, right? And so we created a learning opportunity. And so we're having a national symposium uh, in March, and people can find that on our on our site. That people from all over the country uh, we expect to join us, and we will have. Uh, there's plenty of information on at civilrightsmuseum.org in which to learn about that. Um, again. Plugging into the lessons that we provide, the opportunity to be engaged in in, in, in in your community through these lessons is something that that we take great pride in. Uh, and we, we, we hope people are able to experience the museum physically, but in spirit, they can experience a lot through us. And if you reach out to us, we can do things virtually conversations and the like for corporations and, and, and school groups. We're open and welcome to do that. And we do it all day, every day. I'm grateful to be with you today, my friend, and uh, look forward to look forward to you uh, being here and being on these hallowed grounds. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, and I appreciate you taking the time to uh, inform our listeners and to continue to inspire me and those like me uh, on our path. Um, so I think that the honor and the privilege is all mine. Uh, once again, today's guest is the president of the National Civil Rights Museum, Dr. Russ Wigginton. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. 
and join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.